Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good whatever time it is, wherever you are. This is Nikki Acosta. I am your hostess of Cloud Unfiltered, where we talk all things cloud. I'm joined today by my awesome co-host, Val, and somebody that's a little bit near and dear to my corazón. Uh, and I say that because uh, Jeff and I did, I don't know how many podcast episodes we did, like 70 or a something. Yeah. A lot, over the course of a couple years. And so it's really kind of neat. I haven't talked to you that much, Jeff. And I haven't seen you that much because I haven't been traveling. But introduce yourself. I, wait, wait, I, I, I gotta say first, this is weird. I'm a little jealous of Val. Um, I feel like I'm the new I don't, guest. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it, this is weird being being a guest. Like I want to say, okay, Nikki, please introduce our guest. Uh, <laughs> that's that's me. <clears throat> so um, yeah, so I'm I'm Jeff Dickey. Uh, I I did the podcast, the OpenStack podcast, with Nikki for for quite a while. We have got a lot of awesome episodes, and we had a lot of fun um, on the podcast and traveling together and doing the podcast live, and um, it was pretty fun. I work for a company called Redapt. Uh, we really focus on on building out large scale infrastructure for some of the the biggest uh, players in 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 the the whole internet space. We do a lot of gaming companies and uh, big banks and uh, a lot of you know web apps, gaming, you know, folks that are are buying tens of thousands of servers at a time and and need them in multiple locations around the globe or build building kind of mini. Uh, AWS uh, footprints around around the globe. We we do that, and so we've been involved in a tremendous amount of uh, cloud installs globally for the last seven years. We've been doing it. So started early with um, with the cloud.com folks. They're now the rancher folks, um, but cloud.com, which was which turned into CloudStack, and uh, still going. I mean, the community's still going, but it's really small. And then we we got into OpenStack, and and now we're pretty much all containers and kind of Kubernetes. Let's talk about that. We were talking a little bit uh, on the pre-show prep call, just about kind of the state of the cloud, and you know, uh, you and I both have been involved in OpenStack for a very long time, and we've we've seen kind of a sort of this emergence of small companies and startups. And yep. this kind of explosion of this community, uh, which has now kind of been consolidated back into essentially large companies. Yep. Uh, and so we were talking about just open source in general, but share your thoughts just on uh, on OpenStack, sort of past, present, and future. Oh, OpenStack. Okay, Pat. Oh, okay. And this is the unfiltered podcast, right? I mean, I. You you are a guest, uh, although I, I have to do a disclaimer that uh, what is hit here does not necessarily reflect the opinions of Cisco. Ding. Ding. Um, yeah. Well, you know, I I uh, I always worry because I, I I want to be I don't I mean I should say I don't want to be controversial, but I you know I have thoughts that that really uh, are different from the community on this. Um, but yeah, so OpenStack was was a really interesting ride for us. You know, we got in. I think we got in a little bit late on it. We weren't we weren't we weren't from the the, the ground floor. Um, we've worked with almost every partner. We got in early with cloud scaling, um, with with those folks before EMC bought them. We've been with a few companies that have been acquired. So you know, they're you know going through it. You know, OpenStack was, was the hottest thing on the market. It it really it it took the mind share away from CloudStack. And CloudStack, we deployed CloudStack at. Uh, 50, 60,000 nodes, um, you know, hosts like like that's that's pretty uncommon for for typical cloud infrastructure these days or any software. You know, it takes yeah, that it, sounds it takes, huge. 
it's quite a bit of effort to get 60,000 nodes in OpenStack. So, you know, we made that transition uh, into the, the OpenStack uh, realm, working with those partners. We've worked with, um, gosh, so many. Uh, Rackspace is how I met you. We did Rackspace. We actually built out the kind of the, the Rackspace cloud, their, their, close to, their cluster of 2,000 nodes for OpenStack. Um, just recently, um, we've built out, um, yeah, a, a lot of clouds. We, we, we partnered with Mirantis on building their unlocked appliance. So we did all the 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 hardware, and we've we've deployed that to a bunch of locations. And um, you know, it's it's interesting the you know thinking back to what has worked and what hasn't worked on OpenStack. You know, OpenStack is so so complex. And we were, we were talking earlier about um, on the podcast. You know, we we would ask the question about is OpenStack too open? And all of our guests who were you know really prominent in the community would always say no, it's not too open. You know, they liked that the fact that it was open. And I think that that's what really has hurt OpenStack the most in the end is is being all inclusive to, you know, it, it was like, how do you want to do it? It's asking the user the question. We don't care. Just you do it how you want to do it. Like, we'll support anything. You want, you know, you, yeah, you, you want to put, you know, like run this on, uh, you know, from any sort of configuration you want. Um, we'll, we'll try to support that. And I, I just think that's wrong. I think, I think there should have been a core. You know, I know, I know Rob tried to work, you know, the, the, the DEF core and, and all that, like, should have been a more of a priority in the community. We should have got the core working first and then expanded. It should have been rock solid. You know, you look at the years spent in OpenStack and how it's just, we're not, we're not five years behind uh, public cloud. We're like 15 years because it, with, with that acceleration that public cloud has, um, it's, it's, it's really discouraging to see how far behind you know we are in the private infrastructure space, which is definitely necessary today. It you know there are there are reasons there are use cases, and there's still so much legacy infrastructure out there that needs to be that can't just be moved to cloud native. You know we've got we've got a customer that has thirty five thousand custom apps. You know these aren't we're not just going to rewrite them. They're, and they're not going to they're not going to say okay. Next year, we're going to rewrite 35,000 apps and make them cloud native, and we're going to go on public cloud. Like these are very sophisticated, crazy apps that need to be pulled along the cloud journey, not rewritten. So you know, OpenStack was tough. Like I, I think I think there was a lot of struggle in just in in trying to include everyone and not be not have guardrails. It should have had there should have been rings. There should have been okay. Here's how it works. Here's another ring for you know like okay here's some more features and and stuff and services that will work but you know and then and then there's the outer ring which is like anyone and everyone. Um, but yeah, I that, think that, that was hard though, just because you know of the a, a the sheer number of companies that were participating and b yeah. the number of I'll say hardware vendors that were participating. It seemed like you know Definitely. as far as a core went, depending on where you worked, there was a different different definition of what core should look like to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, the, I don't think it was a, it, it was a losing battle because you, 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 you're, you're the hottest thing in the world and you have every big company trying to m profit off of I, their own IP on it. It was a losing battle from the beginning. I mean, it's like, I applaud the foundation. They've done an incredible job for what, like how they've done it and what they've done, considering they're they're playing with giants, like they are they are doing some crazy work. Um, 
I offended someone, uh, the uh, uh, CEO of a, of a OpenStack partner of ours in Tokyo because, oh, I'm going to get so much crap for this. But, um, <laughs> Unfiltered, you know, Jeff. Unfiltered. Just say it, Jeff. We want to hear it. Well, <laughs> I, I was making a joke. He came up to me and he's like, oh, how much, how much revenue have you guys brought in with OpenStack uh, this year? And I looked at him and I said, no one makes money on OpenStack. The foundation is the only company that makes money off OpenStack. And he just got this ghost face and walked off. <laughs> it, it just, you know, really offended him because um, his business is based on OpenStack. Um, so and again, it, and that's no dig on, on the foundation. Like they've done a great job in, in, in pulling this along. Like, this is an impossible task, an impossible task. Like they have, they have basically huddled the entire tech community under this umbrella and have made that work. Now, it does work, but I think people, uh, uh, again, it's, it, 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 you, have to, you have to work the way OpenStack works and not push those boundaries. You, know, it's, so you, it's, you think people underestimate the amount of effort that it takes to make it work the way they want well, it to work? Yes, absolutely. Because, and, and, and we challenge people all the time on requirements. It's like, well, we want to do this, we want to do this. And, and a lot of the folks are infrastructure folks where it's like, well, do your devs want that? Like, you, you're, you got to think about the customer and what they want and, and how they want to consume it. And, and some of the new bells and whistles that come out in, in, you know, every six months are not necessary, but they're, they're, you know, we, we have to go in and like, okay, do you need this or do you want this? Cause I want it. I want it too, but do you need it? Like do your developers even know it exists. Does, <laughs> like, does it even help the end users that are consuming it? Right. It doesn't, it doesn't. And, and I think what we got caught up in the OpenStack industry or the OpenStack community is we got caught up in, in, um, you know, who, who can build this, how we build it, how big it gets, what's our footprint. Like I'm, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this big OpenStack thing. And I think it got kind of out of control where, where um, we lost sight of, of what the purpose of this was is, is to fuel innovation on top of OpenStack. It was supposed to be, you know, a, a platform, right? A platform for development. And I think another, another thing that was, was tough was the marketing around OpenStack. I mean, it was, it was everyone, you know, we, we talked to, to CIOs and about, well, okay, why, why, why do you want OpenStack? And because we, we would flush this out. We, we would really want to make sure that they understood what they were getting into because, you know, of, of the complexity um, of OpenStack. Just because it's hard to be an expert when there's so many pieces. Like we've, we work with some companies that have uh, an enormous team, like enormous teams supporting their OpenStack footprint. Um, but it was, it was kind of the, the marketing fluff around that was like, okay, it's open source and which means it's free. And that was kind of a requirement. And, and the fact that they, you know, there's no vendor lock-in. You, you don't want vendor lock-in. Vendor lock-in is bad. And I just, you know, I, I really questioned that. Like as I, I, I did, I, you know, I, I drank the Kool-Aid and I pitched that. You don't want vendor lock-in. That's horrible. But you, know, you, you go, <laughs> That's what keeps things humming, though. Like the the vendor is your is your lifeline. It's your it's your insurance policy. Like you 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 really do in the end when you're running business critical apps that are making revenue for the company that are paying just you know paying your your salary. You you want that uh, you need that parachute, right? You want that to be supported. Um, I I just got a car recently, and I just can't imagine like not getting the warranty. And you know, not ha not having auto insurance, and you know, it's like, 
why on earth would I want to build a Franken car and get parts from every random place and batteries and you know all this stuff and build it? And yeah, it could be the coolest car ever, but when it breaks, what I mean, there's well, there's no one else to take too, right? You want you want it done, you want it done fast because you can't be without a car. Well, and you're competing with Public Cloud, which is a credit card away. So we we worked on these OpenStack projects that were. Um, uh, that would take some, sometimes a year and a half. A lot of them, a lot of them, a lot of them, there's some that have been going on for years that they're just kind of trying to tape together. But, um, you know, in a year and a half, you're, you're not a year and a half behind, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> you're, you're like five years behind. In, no, wait, in, you say that Jeff, but, but you and I know, and, and Val, to some extent, you know, too, that large, there are a large number of companies out there that, haven't even really gotten to a point where they feel comfortable with cloud, either for a policy perspective or a culture perspective or a usability perspective. So, I mean, we've been in cloud for a long time, collectively we, like yeah. it seems yeah. like we're behind, but then you look at some, you look at some of the users of this stuff and you realize that like, they're really behind. They're behind, but they're, I mean, that's, that's a dangerous spot because their competition is on the cloud and yeah. They're building products. They're building features. They have a CI/CD process. They're they are going to have things out. Excuse me, <clears throat> um, in in a rapid sequence. When the other company, I mean, yeah, you're you're not using cloud. And again, we talk about cloud, and, and cloud's not a place, right? Cloud's the model. It's like you you need you need that so that you can have that agility, so you can innovate on top of it. Buzzword insert insert all the buzzwords here. Um, so, <laughs> Hashtag you know, hashtag DevOps. <laughs> hashtag, yes. Uh, yeah, so, you know, I think the lock, the no vendor lock-in was, was, is kind of crap. Like, you look at, you look at mainframes. I mean, mainframes, one of the best places to run Windows and Linux. And, and it just works, right? I mean, we're, we're all trying to get back to the mainframe days, but in a cheaper, cheaper fashion. Um, you know, I, I think there's something to be said about having one one throat to choke and having and not having, you know, 20 vendors pointing at each other, uh, 20 different teams pointing at each other, you know, 100 different people like that. You know, it just it like if you're a CIO or a CTO and and you know you you have these responsibilities, you really got to be looking at what what is easy, what is simple because. The other thing I talked to about, about our, like our, with our prospects and customers is today is the least complex day we will ever have in technology. Like today, today is it. Like tomorrow, more complex. The next day, more complex. And if, if there are people that, that think like, well, cloud is kind of taking away some of my responsibilities, some, you know, it's making things easier. It's not. It's changing the model. Like it is becoming more complex. Like when you dig in deep, there are more things to think about. There are more considerations. There are, there are uh, new ways to do things and, and, and new things that are coming out. So, it, you know, we really got to challenge ourselves to, um, you know, start, start learning it, Lear, be, you know, be open-minded, start looking at, at these technologies, not as a, as a replacement to our skills, but as, you know, to really need our skills even more, but it, it needs our skills in a different way. Like we have to, we've got to adapt. Yeah. Hey, so you, you talked about a couple of things that, you know, could have been different, such as, you know, OpenStack could have focused more on the core. Um, maybe we could have talked less about the vendor lock-in stuff. I mean, what are, what are some other things like we could have done better as a community with OpenStack, not, you know, or just the community in general that um, to make things better 
and maybe be more ahead today than where OpenStack is today? It's it's a I mean I don't know I mean it's a great question because yeah. you've you've gobbled up me, all the innovative companies. Let me put this another way: Does does open source work? Do you fundamentally believe that open source is sustainable? No, yeah. I don't. I I personally, and I'll, I'll get a lot of crap for this. I don't believe open source is a good business model at, at all. I don't. I don't. I would not invest my money in in uh, an open source business model company. Like I, I, like I don't Red think. Hat or like well, well, again, Red Hat's the only one. Yeah. Like name another. There, there is Red Hat, and there, that is it. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, I guess you could argue my sequel, but that's the Oracle, and so you know, it's it's it, it is Red Hat, and and that model has become very very popular. Now, I do support open source, and I do support uh, proprietary technologies that open source their core technologies, like let it be out there, let people use it. It should be easily consumable and you should be able to look at the code, but then the stuff that is production ready and the secret sauce behind the business and the, and the thing that keeps the business running, because again, us IT folks, we don't want to pay our vendors, right? We don't like, we like, I don't, I'm not paying you for that. I could write that. I could do that. But yeah. you want your vendors to be in business so that they can support you. Like it's a, it's an ecosystem. Um, you make money and part of that is spending money on other people and those people help you make more money. Uh, but, but is the model changing away from that and more towards a, a looking at a, a, a customer, not as a, someone who buys for me multiple millions of dollars worth of stuff every few years, but rather, you know, a, a company that provides me with a service that I pay for over the course of that product or services lifetime, like the subscription model, moving to the subscription yeah. model. Like <clears throat> I'm starting to look at my bills and I, what was it the other day? I was trying to buy something. Oh no, my sister posted, my twin was like, Hey, does anyone have an Adobe CS six disc? And I was like, dude, that that ish is in the cloud now. And she was like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I don't think you can run that anymore. And she's like, well, yeah, I can because I'm still running OS Sierra. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. and, and I thought about that and I was like, yeah, that was pretty genius on Adobe's part uh, to go yep. to a subscription model. Uh, and and I've used it and I think yeah. it's great. And they've got a lot of backlash, but people don't blink an eye. And I'm looking yep. at my credit card statements and there's like stuff that my kid is subscribed to on my iPad, which is now password protected and he's completely locked out of the password, <laughs> yep. you know, six days or whatever. But I'm starting to think about like all these things. And I, so I looked at my credit card and I could not believe how many like recurring monthly fees I have. And some mm. of them are small, like, you know, for Google storage, I pay like $2 and 11 cents or whatever to back up all my photos. Like that's not yep. a lot of money. And I'm happy to pay it knowing that there's peace of mind in, in the cloud. But like the days of me going and like buying a CD and paying like, you know, a hundred or two hundred dollars for a piece of software, even yeah. studio software for the music industry, you know, like people are just starting to look at buying a subscription and expecting that the software gets better and better over time. Yeah. And, and this is subscription model. <clears throat> Excuse me. It is, it's brilliant. It's easier to consume, but it is more expensive. It is. Yeah. It is more expensive, but yeah. it also expensive for who? Because you know the argument, uh, and I've I've talked to a few companies about this. Uh, the argument is, if you sell software or you sell service, and you can make that easily orderable, then you don't have the overhead of paying for salespeople or you know 
uh, yeah. all these all these other things. If you can go online yes. and click and order something, like yes. you know, Walmart has got to keep all the lights on. They've got uh, you know big buildings and property taxes and all this other stuff. Like yeah. no wonder they're pushing their online business. You know, we're taking the risk out of it. I mean, and that that's a good point to go back to to OpenStack. I mean, it 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 is very complex. It it is a risk to take on. There, there, there are you need you need you need really skilled people to to build it and to operate it, and it's it's harder to operate than it is to build. Um, you know, there there is a great product from Cisco that lets you you <laughs> dip your toes into it at a month right a month a monthly rate. Like you don't have to risk uh, buying a couple million dollars worth of racks, you know, a couple racks, or um, you know, paying the upfront license fees from other you know competition because OpenStack is not free. I'll tell you that OpenStack is not free, and you can dip your toes in and start and, and giving the developers what they want, which is they the developers do they do want that kind of infrastructure as code. They want the API access, and you know you you definitely have stuff laying around. Like th this is not a it's not a hard difficult task, and it's the best way. Like you 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 didn't you didn't you know race the Tour de France with Greg LeMond when you were five learning to ride a bike, right? I mean, you had training wheels. Like that's that's what we need. We have to have that. And then, and then learn what you like, learn what you don't like and run run the the trunk on in your laps and, and get to know it and, and do that and see how you like it and see what the differences are. But, you know, in production, you, you do need that. You want that single throat to choke and, and you want to make your your customers happy, which the customers are your, you know, your consumers of the of the cloud. Um, are, are you talking about Cisco MetaCloud just for clarification's sake and oh, for transcript yes. purposes? <laughs> yeah, for transcript. Oh, yes. Yes. Was that a commercial? Um, yeah, so, hey, um, Jeff, I, I got a question, Jeff. So going forward, I mean, what, what's, what's, in, what's the future of OpenStack? I mean, how does, does – everybody's talking about Kubernetes now. Does that yep. displace it? I mean, what's the – Yes. What, what do you think happens going forward? Well, the thing that no one saw was the container movement that that came out of nowhere, right, and became so popular. And again, because it it just you know, what you run. Wait, 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 wait. Time out. Popular to who? Because developers, right? Popular for developers. Uh, but it's it's popular for operations of, folks too. Of smaller, medium-sized companies, or for larger companies that either build a software product or are doing containerized networking or something like that. But like, are we seeing like, like massive container use in the enterprise space? Yes. You are. Yes. But, but okay. With, with, with okay. Asterisks, they're not <laughs> in production. Like right. everyone is using containers. Everyone's using them. They're in development. They are in labs. They're in like kind of staging stuff. It, the production Are you finding them in in individual BUs or in like IT umbrella oh, centralized both. IT? Definitely both, both, and and then even on the the kind of rogue business units that are using AWS. I mean, they're 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 using uh, containers there too. Um, but the the stuff we're seeing in production is small. I mean, small for us. Like, and, and some of the folks that we see speak, and you know, I always like drilling, drilling down in, into folks and in, in their production side because like they'll speak at a Kubernetes conference and about what they're doing and you know you know it sounds great and you know and they're a big company right and then yeah. you, when, you, when you get down into the the weeds they're like well this is a 20 server project <laughs> you know no, that's, it's just, uh, it's <laughs> yeah that's that's you know 
we're even though we're, they're we're, like a large financial bank that yeah. is being touted using it. Yeah. Something. You, you know what? You know what Tim Crawford said uh, on a recent podcast. He's like, "Look, uh, number one, stop targeting the CIO, and number two, let's just give people a minute. Let's give people a minute to get comfortable with these technologies before we're blazing off to the next thing because people are falling behind." Do you agree with that? It goes back to my statement of today is the least com complex day we'll ever have, right? Like it's it's not going to slow down. Right. It's going to change. There could be a new whatever type of virtualization. Maybe there's app virtualization that kind of hits us out of nowhere that you don't like it's just putting an IP stack on onto whatever app you have, right? Like we don't we don't know what's going to come out of out of left field and disrupt the container space. Or, or right like when political is, things exist, right? Like net neutrality, yeah. that's going to be a big deal, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's going to fundamentally change the way people think about service providers, right? It could, sure. potentially. Sure. You know, are we going to see an emergence of, you know, a, a different type of of service grid <laughs> that's, that's kind of not similar to anything we have today? Yep. But the, you know what the nice thing is, though? What, what I like about regulations and, and different laws and anything, anything that suppresses what you can do fuels a, a crazy amount of innovation. People will figure out ways around this and people will think they do more, right? Loopholes. Absolutely. Yeah. More guardrails. And then you find these crazy things like people, like companies are going to pop up that do really cool things and blow it away. So it's almost like you, 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 you almost want less regulation and keep things the norm. You know, and I'm, that would be I'm simple, pretty, but. look, I think what you say is, is a huge reason why AWS has been successful. You know, they, they said, you know, here's what we offer and this is what we offer. And people are like, oh, what about this? What about that? And engineers found ways to engineer around it. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. And, and, and in turn, uh, AWS said, well, who are all those people being really successful and what kind of business are they in? Oh, we should build that that feature set. We should do that and offer it. You know, like their, their customer base is the best beta ground they have. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, they they know who's using what for sure. So what so what happens going forward with Kubernetes? I mean, does um, does it take over and people no longer go to OpenStack conferences and just go to KubeCon and stuff like that? Or I don't know, DockerCon was just was it last week? And yeah, in Austin. Awesome. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you, you it definitely feels Kubernetes feels like early OpenStack. <clears throat> um, you know, it's got the momentum. It's what's interesting too. You, you, it's it's smaller startups that are that the ecosystem is not really made up of of the giants, and they're not trying to go in and get control. I think they're I think they're still licking their wounds from OpenStack, so they're not. But they're is not that all in. is that a nature of where Kubernetes came out of? Well, Kubernetes Kubernetes was built to fuel G, GCP consumption. Yeah, right. which no, is, doubt, yeah. no doubt about that. Yeah, no doubt about that. People looked at it as, oh, you know, that's that's Google's thing. We're not going to use Google's thing because we compete with Google. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mean, it almost doesn't matter because, again, it's it's the momentum's there. It's, it's what the developers are using. I mean, it's, it's like, you know, OpenStack was trying to service the developers without including them. Hmm. And Kubernetes is all about the developer. It's all about giving the developer access to their pod and having that control. So, so we're, we're, what is the what is the what is the balance that a company has to take to balance security and policy and all of these you know 
enterprise things <laughs> that all large companies have to deal with to uh, most likely reduce their risk mm -hmm. with speed and agility and a developer's desire to go fast. Mm -hmm. Like, What's that balance? And, and is it something that can be solved by technology? Because we asked every single guest on the podcast, you know, uh, what do you have to do to be successful at cloud? Is it more of a culture thing that you have to, to embrace or is it a technology thing? And they all said, oh, by far it's the cultural thing. Like it makes me wonder, you know, like is, are we gonna see a, a sort of a, <laughs> all of the open source projects kind of come back together and there's just gonna be like, you know, an open source thing and then all these other things. Like, I don't know. I think open source is a great model. I think it, it gives people capabilities that they may not had otherwise. I think having open APIs at the very least, like if you're not going to integrate with other things, then I think yeah. you're dead in the water. But what what are what are what are companies going to have to do to be able to, you know, follow all of the sort of policy and security requirements that they have, but also, you know, have this super agile, fast cloud thing, or are those things always going to be yeah. odds? No, I, I I think it goes back to the the vendor lock in. I, I think there's going to be a, a a change. I think the all of these startup companies have come about because the, the big players were slow. Cisco was slow, Dell, HP, I mean all, all of the giants, IBM were were not filling these gaps. They were not moving fast enough. But you know what? They've caught up. Cisco's caught up. I mean the, the, the giants have taken a long time. They've taken eight years and they've caught up. Like you know, I, I think there was a jump into OpenStack because they missed everyone missed the virtualization wave. They thought that was it, but really, containers is is the next version of virtualization, right? I mean, it's 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 it's, it's operating system level. Like you know, it's it, I I think there's going to be a swing back to going all in. Like okay, like Cisco has a lot of offerings around this. Like we we're going to be we're going to make business decisions out of this like we want to go with this route there's going to be a more of a platform play like they're going to say okay i'm going to go with all in on cisco or i'm going to go all in on hp hopefully it's all in on cisco right um but i think it's it's going to be more about um vendor management because again you go to aws you the the customers that we work with and, and build apps for that are on aws i mean it's soup to nuts uh, when they're all they're all AWS. It's one bill for support, for everything, for consumption, all of that. It's it's a it's a complex bill to read, but it's <laughs> one it's one bill. So I think there's I think we're gonna get vendor fatigue. I think we're gonna have that billing fatigue. I think I think it's it's gonna swing back to more. You know, we've we've swung pretty far out onto the open source uh, piece, and I think it's gonna come back into some uh, in proprietary in a way. And, and there and are even think, new startups coming out that think, are saying, no, we're, we're proprietary software. And you think this is where Kubernetes has a play or is it, or, or not? Oh, well, Kubernetes has, has a, a real shot because again, they're being prescribed about, about the way and how it works and how to implement it. Um, they're, it's, it's not trying to be uh, as, as inclusive. Um, it's, it's got Google engineers behind it. Like, pretty hard, you know, developing against it. And you've got, you've got a lot of smart, say, you know, some of the best and brightest people, again, same with OpenStack, but I know a lot of OpenStack folks that have moved over to, to develop against uh, uh, Kubernetes. So, and it's moving really fast. It's moving yeah. really fast. Um, you know, you've got so much integration now between, you know, with, with Red Hat and um, with CoreOS and, um, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of, 
a lot of people doing it. Um, we've got a customer packet.net, you know, they've got, they've got some great stuff around that. So, um, it's, it, it definitely is the future as of right now. It's where people want to be and where they're going. But again, it's, it, it, you know, I, I, I actually, I ran into a good buddy, uh, at a half price whiskey night at one of my favorite, uh, bars. The, of course you the, did. Only, thing, the only thing that's not half off is the Pappy Van Winkle. Uh, but every, everything, everything's half off. And so I ran into a buddy and, and it was a really good conversation because he's like, look, you know, I've been just kind of dabbling with containers and what do I do? And, and he's a developer, but he runs, he's got his whole org about, you know, he's got full control of what he does. He can go, he can go, he can do whatever he wants. He can go all public, but he wants to, you know, be private because they've got to be, uh, uh, in region at, at, at a bunch of places, which Amazon can't do. Um, and he's like, well, what do I do? And I, it's a really interesting question because most prospects and customers don't actually ask me what I would do. They are telling me what they're going to do and want kind of a yes or no kind of thing. Um, but it was a really strange question. I was like, what would you do? And I'm like, well, that's really tough because it's, you know, con yes, containers are it, but it, it's still early it's still early from uh, you're putting your business on this. Like, yes, get it in the labs, get, get your developers working on it. Like get the, get the CIC process going with around containers. Um, but it was, it was kind of funny. You know, I talked to him about, you know, again, you want something solid infrastructure as code and you, you guys definitely came up like, like as a, as an option for that. So like, you know, I was like, look, do you want to be in operations? Do you want to, get calls, you want to be in operations, you know, that's, that's where, you know, you, you'd want, you'd want Cisco managing your open stack, right? You, yeah. you want, you uh, want uh, unless you're an operations person and you know, don't want to lose your well, job. But, but again, <laughs> there's more complexities on top of open stack. Exactly. You still need an administrator. You still need, you know, yeah. it just shifts a little bit. It's just moving Someone over. To coordinate. Yeah. It's not getting rid of, and again, I don't, uh, when, when, if I, if I, when I talk to CIOs or any leadership and they're saying, well, you know, we're going to do this because it's going to, you know, I'd love to reduce headcount. And it's like, no, <laughs> no, like that's, you're, you're thinking about this completely wrong. Like you need, you like right now it's about, um, you're trying to out innovate your competition and a reduction in staff and a reduction in, in how you're moving faster. So you think you think you want to spend less and have less talent and you're going to move faster. Where do we do that? In what area of life do we do that? They probably just think that, you know, oh, you know, we'll cut some some ops folks because someone else will do that and we'll just hire more unicorn developers. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I yeah. hear that. Um, yeah. Well, and absolutely. You, if you can get them out of their half million dollar package at Google, like you can have them. <laughs> Good luck with that essay. <laughs> so let's go to the container space real quick because you've yeah. been, uh, are you doing the container podcast? It, I'm launching it. You're launching it. It's okay. coming out so, the 15th. Yeah. The 15th of May. May. Awesome. Oh, very cool. So you've been following containers for quite some time. Who's winning in the container space? Uh, we're doing a lot of stuff with Rancher and joint. Mm. Do you think that's by virtue of your customer base or do you think that's by virtue of yeah. where you're located or do you yeah. think it's just, I think it's our, I think it's our customer base. Um, but I'll tell you who's not winning. Who? Docker. Docker's not winning. <sighs> like not winning as a company or not winning as a technology. We're not, 
it 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 worries me because I'm not seeing Docker Swarm as much as I should be seeing it. Yeah, compared to Rancher and, and some of the other yeah, ones. Yeah, like you know, with again against Kubernetes and everything, like it, like you know, again, we we want Docker to succeed. We need them to succeed. It's a fantastic technology. Um, we need some more. We need some more adoption around around that. And I and I don't know what it is. I I don't. I I haven't I just haven't dug into it. And I, I'm What's sure the Docker folks favorite? know. What's your personal favorite container tech? <sighs> Again, very controversial. <laughs> For just strictly like all I've got is containers, and that's it, right? Yeah. Is that uh, Joyent? Triton, Triton from Joyent. Right, which yeah. Is, which they, they do containers a little bit different. Like they come from the, the kind of Solaris background and jails and all that. And they like they they have they're the most secure option at, at at the moment. So if you're going into production, yeah, like that. But again, you could run containers on 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 OpenStack. Um, yeah. And you have a little more security if you're running them on VMs. I, mean, I don't know. People again, people are going to email me at the hell. They're all, all over the place. But <laughs> um, yeah, so so they've they've got a great thing, and we've we've had a lot of success around um, CoreOS and their you know Tectonic product, um, which is really smart group of people over there. I freaking love CoreOS. They are yeah. by far. You know, I had a conversation with someone recently about how bad. The technology industry has gotten in the last 20 years like how much arrogance and kind of the a-holeness nature of it and especially you know Silicon what Valley. it's so funny you mentioned that because i have a woman that's going to be on the podcast soon who wrote an article about that very thing that was oh, in, really okay. it was in fortune and i was like i read it and i was like oh my gosh is this for real Wow. But yeah, yeah, I agree. And I don't know what's creating that. I don't know it's where gotten, that like it's gotten really bad. And that's why I love working with CoreOS because like Polvi and yes. Redbeard. I mean, these guys are these guys are like one, they can they will outsmart everyone combined out of the room. And they're so cool about it. They're so humble. <laughs> they're so, they're so awesome. They're so cool about the way they're outsmarting you. <laughs> well, no, they, they're, it's not about they're that. They're not arrogant. They're not no, arrogant. no, I, I, I got it. Yeah, it's not about yeah. that. They are. Yeah, they're just, that is, you know, that's very cool. And it says something yeah. about the, the culture there. And, and again, culture come, is top down. So, you know, I, I have a lot of respect for Alex and what he's done there and what they've built. Um, and I, I ran into Alex's old uh, professor or leader of the Oregon State Open Source oh, yeah. group. Yeah, it, older guy, super cool. And I was like, yeah, you're working. Oh, cool. You know, Alex Paul, he's like, oh, yeah. And he's just like the nicest, like burliest, most humble guy. And I could see why a lot of people that have come out of that program in particular have risen through the ranks of tech. Mm. It's it's pretty no. fascinating. But yeah. I don't know. I, I definitely see, you know, I, I get so mad when I see a company like, you know, Uber that is just like, you know, crushed it, like crushed it from a business point of view. But, you, you know, you've got a CEO who wants to, you got videos of a CEO telling off a one of your drivers. Like, who yeah. does that? You know, like, is, is it is it the the influx and the opportunity uh, and the money and the? I think it's maybe it's the opportunity that that creates these these sort of attitudes. Yeah. I don't no, know. Maybe, I use Lyft. <laughs> maybe it's <'cause, laughs> uh, maybe it's because people read about Steve Jobs and they think that's the way you're supposed to act. I yeah. Don't know. Yeah. So yeah, you know, it's funny about Docker. I remember DockerCon one, uh, Ben Golub, the CEO, standing up there. He's like, you know, we have all this great technology. There must be some way to make money off of it. <laughs> I remember that was like his whole <laughs> conundrum. Yeah. And, uh, no, they do. Know, they, 
yeah, it's and a hard problem to figure out, but they got it. They need to do it. Yeah. What about what about platform as a service, Jeff? What do you see there? <clears throat> yeah. <sighs> I mean, Pivotal is. You talk about like like, like the Paz stuff, or yes. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I'm seeing more and more Pivotal. Um, Are you? Yeah. Which is I was, again, it's it's straight where I'm saying that it's kind of swinging back where people people kind of have this fatigue around around some of the stuff and they're they're kind of going well this is not we're compromising this is not the this is not what we want to do necessarily but it's a safe bet it works um, you know and and I, I I encourage that I mean you know put put the new stuff in the labs get it ready like you you should already have this stuff near production. And be playing always with it be and learning. operation operationalize it. Yes, yeah, it should absolutely. always be there. It shouldn't be like, oh, we we're, we're you know four years into the container movement and we're thinking about buying some gear to you know play with containers. It's no, you, you need to have that. You need to invest in labs. You need to have labs teams. You need to you know again, they're they're going to be solving the problems you don't know you have or will have. I I feel like uh like in that regard, you know the whole. You fail fast. Uh, Wes Josie, one of our one of our podcast guests, yeah. said, you know, there's kind of like this divide. It's like the companies founded before 2010 and companies founded after 2010. There's kind of like this this sharp line where there's like, you know, the companies before 2010 are looking at like, you know, kind of older types of infrastructure. Companies in 2010 don't have any of that old stuff, but they got all this new stuff. But now they're starting to need some of that old stuff. And so mm. he calls that middle zone like the Goldilocks zone. Uh, and so you need mm. kind of this healthy mix, but you same thing. You got to keep keep it fresh and make sure that you have infrastructure that can support these newer technologies as they become introduced. And that's yep. that's tough. I feel like no matter which way you go, you're going to be creating technical debt in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. And, and again, most of this stuff runs on VMware. Like, I mean, I I tell folks too. Like, <clears throat> if you're dipping your toes in, like, you know, VIO is great. Like st start it, give give access to your developers early. Like like if you're not doing it now, again you're 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 two years late. Like get them give them access to it, and while you're doing that, start building out your your you know bare metal uh, OpenStack build. Like sure. you shouldn't it shouldn't be you you can go in multiple paths at the same time to get there faster. Yeah, good point. And things like Kubernetes run just fine on on VMware, right? I mean, you can just run it there if you want to get your your feet wet. Get your feet wet, yep. And then right anywhere, right? Yeah. Yep. So, so how do you address? You know, obviously, if you got a lab, you got the technology piece. But like, how do you fix that culture piece? How do you get? You know, what do yeah. you when you're talking to companies and they're telling you like, I want to reduce headcount? <laughs> I mean, to me, that's a that's a change management, you know, process conversation, and that yes. to me is a little bit harder to fix. And that's an Accenture conversation, and, and I and I think what what we've seen in the past too, and, and I, maybe I talked about this earlier about you know building clouds, building empty clouds. Um, it, if if the business of IT has not changed and adapted to leverage and utilize cloud, cloud will not be used. You can't just throw technology at this problem, and that's what people have been doing for the last last few years, and we've built. You know, clouds that I consider unsuccessful because you know it it worked perfect, but they didn't have any business units come onto it. It was like, well, we're we're building it to move people over, but the people, you know, the business units are still kind of in some cases own a lot of the stuff. And so you 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 need to get a, a sponsor in in doing these projects. You need to get one and then have two backups. 
Um, and, and then, you know, have a workload ready. All these clouds we've built too is we'd always laugh because we're like, okay, tell us about your workloads. Oh, we don't know them. Well, <laughs> then what are you doing? What are you doing? Um, know your workloads, know what's going on it, know, know um, these business units, what they need and timeframes and, 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 you know, get, you know, put it together and, but get, you want to get it consumed, but back to the, the, the culture piece, I mean, you know, that's, that's tough. We work, we work a lot with uh, cloud TP, you know, they, they're good at doing that. Um, changing, changing uh, the business of IT. Cause again, you can't just, okay, great. You've got, you've got chargeback now on your cloud. Well, no one knows how to bill it. No one knows how to, cons you know, the, the business units don't know how to, what they, they just don't know. Like and it has an API. You're like, oh, what do I do with this API? Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, you're just, you're like, it's like going to your grandma and throwing iPhones in her face. Like, just use it, right? Like, here, here's an Android, here's an iPhone, here's another iPad, here's, you know, like, and you're not giving her any instruction. I know. I, I told my grandma, she was, she was a, a computer user like at work and they had like, you know, a attendant system that was built on, you know, mainframes with green screens and everything else. But uh, I, I gave her an iPad because she really wanted to use the QVC app. That's what she wanted yeah. to do. Oh, She's yeah. like, I keep <laughs> seeing this thing on QVC yeah. and I want to try it. And so she, she gets the iPad and I show her how to log in or whatever. She's like, okay, what do I do? And I was like, what do you think you should do? What are you trying to do? Just forget everything you know about the other computers you've used and just do what makes sense. And, and I realized at that moment that like what comes intuitive to a lot of people, especially people who are, I'll say 40 or under, may not be as intuitive to people who are like 45 or 50 or 55 or 60 with an increasing <laughs> amount of complexity as you go up in age. Yeah. 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 And, and I'm, and also and as people in the cloud space that have been in it for a while, we're seeing it, you know, we're living this and people who have not been moving in this mode coming to it can be rather difficult and challenging. Can you yeah. imagine coming into OpenStack right now, like as a new person into the community? It, it would just, to me, it might no. be a little bit overwhelming. I would know where to start. Yeah. I mean, I would, I'd probably find a, a podcast series and just start listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I see what you did there, Jeff. <laughs> well, it, it looks like oh. we'll have one to look forward to listening to on containers, so that should be pretty good. What's the uh, URL for all that? Do you have that all set up it's, yet? It's containerpod.com. Oh, sorry. No, I did this wrong. Containerpod.fm. Containerpod.fm. Cool. Yeah. And that'll start in May. Yeah, May 15th. And, May 15th. And, and I'm getting the kind of the, starting out with like the who's who's, uh, who's who of um, containers. Nice. And and then we'll start branching out and 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 then hopefully maybe uh, maybe Nikki will will join a few and great. I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna get. I always get the well. What, what like the, I think the last one I did. What Nikki? I don't, I don't think you were able to make it. And it's like where's where's Nikki? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's always where's Nikki? Um, Did we talk to some of the Kubernetes folks at one point? That was a really good episode. Yeah, we did. We did talk. Yep. And you know what? I had I had some of the um, the VIO from, from VMware, the the OpenStack folks, some engineers in uh, the office this week, and we're sitting down, and, and one of the guys is like, "Oh, by the way, you know, I big fan of your podcast," and he's like, "Why did you never have VMware on there?" <laughs> and I was like, "Honestly, like the the guests that we had on the podcast, Nikki or I knew them, right? Like we knew. It, it, I was just like, look, it wasn't personal. It was just like we, I didn't know anyone at VMware." No, that that's all. <laughs> so it wasn't 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 Oops. any. Yeah, sorry, Bimar. Uh, 
I know we've got a pivotal coming up uh, on the show too, but if you have any, if anyone has any suggestions for guests, let me know. I mean, we're, we're trying to, uh, to mix it up a bit and it's always good to have people who have different opinions. And I, I can't imagine the, uh, the storm that is going to come your way after some of the views that you've expressed here, but we're unfiltered no, and that's right. okay. Yeah. And again, <laughs> okay. I feel, I feel bad because everyone that I've met at OpenStack Foundation, I think they're great, great people. I've met missed so many. I don't, I don't, I don't mean to be so down on that. It just, I was, you know, you know, I, I think it's fair to say that, that, uh, the trough of disillusionment is real. Yeah. Cause you know, Ra Randy bias used to do those great, those great presentations about where we were and, and yeah, I mean, he's been right on. I mean, he's, I, I think he still writes on his blog and so I'm having him on the, on the guest on oh, this good. podcast. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. He's awesome. He, uh, he's at Juniper now, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of folks have moved around, but it's, it's wow. really fun. Are you going to be at the OpenStack summit or Red Hat summit? Nope. No. I'm going to be at Dell EMC World speaking. In Austin? Is that in Austin? In Vegas. Vegas. It's in Vegas. Good times. Well, uh, where can we find you, Jeff? Um, Twitter. I'm at Jeff Dickey if you want to reach out to me. Um, and then, yeah, stay tuned you know, to the containerpod.fm. Um, we're going to, you can find me there. Just at me on Twitter and I'll get back to you. Yay. Yeah. Awesome. It's been it's been real. It's been fun. I think this is the most you've ever talked on a podcast that it, we've done. it is. It is. Normally <laughs> I'm, I sit there quietly and I'm like polite and you know, I don't get to uh express my feelings. Thank you. It's <laughs> you definitely could it's like therapy. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, send, I'll send you a bill in the mail. That would be a good another another idea for you guys, cloud therapy. You had an awesome idea. You had an awesome idea for an app. And I, I want to talk to you about this app when we get off the podcast. And, and maybe okay. maybe I can have you back on the show here later this year if this app becomes a real thing because it needs to become a real thing. It does uh, need to be a real thing, yeah. It's brilliant, but uh it's a i I don't want to give it away. What you <laughs> I don't know. It's a good one. Anyway, uh, well, Jeff, it's been an honor and a pleasure, Val, an honor and a pleasure as always. And I hope to see you back uh, later on this year. And well, just let can us I, know can what's I say one more on. thing before we yes. close? Um, I mean, we, we have um, Metapod here too. We've got it all installed. So when, if, if people do want to kick the tires and, and get that, we onboard customers all the time. Um, it's, a great, it's a great way to, to without having to um dig up infrastructure from the it oh, garage we, we like working with you guys because you guys get that yeah. gear in there and you get it installed and it's fast and it's set up and it's ready to go makes yeah. it easy for us so we if, if anyone wants to demo it i'm just putting it out there we've we've, we've got it all uh we've, we've got um sample apps and everything to kind of figure it out just want to and, and your cabling jobs are are envious I, i'm envious of the cabling jobs that you guys do every time yeah I we had the little box with the flashy lights in it. I'm yeah. like, man, that's pretty. We had a big customer call <laughs> it. Uh, they they call it um, rack porn. Rack porn. Yeah. Oh, Don't totally. look under my desk right now. My feet are literally tangled up in cords at the moment. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, we used, <laughs> yeah. We used to call that cable porn because it was nicely done. Yeah, but racks are more inclusive, so very yeah. nice. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. Well, yeah. uh, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Thank you again for joining us. This one went a little bit over, but we hope you enjoyed it. And uh, we're heading to Red Hat Summit, then OpenStack Summit. Hope to see you guys out there. Don't forget to subscribe. Everybody say bye. Bye. Thanks, bye. To everyone.